Streaming live from the DT Studios on Talk Radio 1. This is Daily Turismo Radio. Powered by EuropeanMotorWorks.com. Here's your hosts, Editor-in-Chief of Daily Turismo, Vince Barbary, Chris Florin and Ashley DeLuca. Hello, motorheads, and welcome to the Daily Turismo radio show, broadcasting live on TalkRadio1.com from our studio in scenic Gardena, California, home of the only miniature golf course with a real functioning Sarlacc pit. Ah! That's, <laughs> yes. Uh, we hole have in a, one. We, hole in one. <laughs> we have a really great show uh, for you today, guys. We have a guest joining us in the studio. We're going to have some fun. We'll do some games. Technology Corner, Seaflow's News. Oh, yeah. um, it's fair to say we have a really, really good show, but before I get too far ahead of myself, let me introduce some of the other Nickelback fans in the studio with me today. Sitting across from me is Seaflo, who drove here today in a tuk-tuk. Uh, I'm not a Nickelback fan. Traditional <laughs> rickshaw of the uh, of Thailand, and Thailand and Indonesia and yeah. India. Yeah, it's it's stable as long as you don't turn it <laughs> <laughs> or hit the brakes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Ashley is on vacation today, so we're giving her the day off. And producer Ben is nowhere to be found. We, he seems to be missing. He vanished or he, vaporized he or vanished. something. So sitting in his swivelly office chair uh, is producer. Well, actually, I've been told to call him Engineer Julian, but I'm going to call him Producer Julian. Producer J. Producer J. <laughs> That's Dr. J. Producer Dr. J? Hey, there we go. He's okay. setting up our sound, so if something sounds funny, we're going to blame Ben anyway. Uh, and, and unlike Ben, I'm not wearing a skirt. Yeah. Are, we, are we recording? <laughs> I think so. Are we? I would say no based on the l- the lack of uh, uh, no, waveforms. Uh, I hit the I record know. button it's there. Well, I don't know. Something's happening. Is there something happening? I don't think, well, I think we're streaming <laughs> it, but I don't think we're actually we're recording it. We're definitely streaming the, it. So anyway, I guess uh, there it goes. There, is it the record? No, now we're yeah, recording. Now All we're right. Recording. So, <laughs> uh, finally, uh, joining us in the studio is Doug Malawicki, who is an author, inventor of nuclear war, designer Wait, of the Robosaurus. He invented nuclear war. We're going to get to that. <laughs> uh, he is a futurist and a man who put four hundred and thirty-one thousand miles on a Porsche nine fourteen with the dog slow one point seven liter engine. <laughs> And so, Doug, <laughs> welcome to the show. He took offense to that. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> and uh, before we get to the nuclear war and, and how you've been instrumental in this, tell us, um, did you really put that many miles on a Porsche 914? I think it was 433,000 something. Oh. I bought it in 72. You shorted it. And then uh, 2013, because it was, even though the body was beautiful, I put it up on eBay because it was kind of becoming a rattle trap. Yeah and, yeah, and and that's where our paths met. Correct. Because we found it, Chris and I found it in Daily Turismo, and we put it up, and then uh, someone reached out to you, and next thing you know, uh, you're uh, you're shipping it to Finland. The guy who got it is a rich dentist in Finland. He's my new buddy, yes. <laughs> Good friend to have. Yeah. yeah. He races Porsches, he collects them. And so... Uh, let's get back to nuclear war because I think everyone's <laughs> going to be wondering what's going on there. Okay. Uh, Doug, tell us w- what is... Now, we're not talking about a global conflict, you know, Russia yes, and we are. China. <laughs> what is what is nuclear war? This is a g- game <laughs> I invented. <gasps> it's 51 years ago. Wow. Wow. I brought you the, as a present, the 50th anniversary edition yeah. of nuclear war. I licensed it's- it... 
Oh boy, I started in 65, probably early 70s to Flying Buffalo Games Inc. out of Scottsdale. And uh, Rick Loomis, the owner, is the guy who's really kept it alive, kept making updates. Uh, an example of that is, and it's in the 50th edition, is because you're the first to land on the moon. <laughs> You know, two million people uh, emigrate to your co country to get aerospace jobs, things like that. So it's kind of <laughs> old and classic, yeah. B-70 bombers. <laughs> okay. But the later versions, Escalation, uh, Proliferation, uh, WMD, Weapons of uh, Man, yeah. all have current things and kind of futuristic sci-fi stuff in it. So the, the box says, the comic cataclysmic card game of global destruction. It sounds evil. <laughs> it does. But, what, it, I, but the Peaceniks turn out to love it because out of two out of three times you play it, everybody loses. Yeah. It to a be a winner, lesson. yeah, to be yeah. a winner, you have to have one million people left. And is that really winning? <laughs> <laughs> if you started with 100 million. Correct. Not really. Yeah. And, and money uh, is population cards with pictures of people on it. Mm. Yes. So we're trading in human lives. Yeah. <laughs> So so okay, b board games, but 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 you're you're an engineer by trade, correct? And and a humorist by sort of by passion, because it's, it's hilarious. And a healthy right? geezer too, healthy yes. Right. <laughs> Multitude <laughs> of talents. <there>. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that part up. I was going <laughs> to. Uh, no. So speaking of health, uh, were you in Everest a few weeks ago? No, in March, March we did the two months ago. Uh, eight day trek up to the Everest base camp and got up to 17,600 foot elevation. It was magical. The Himalayas are in Nepal are beautiful, just spectacular. Was this your first time there? Oh yeah, I've been up Whitney six times over the years, but uh, this was something different. Yeah, really nice people, super nice people. Strong people carrying our packs up the mountains. That maybe that's one of the nicest features of that. We probably had six or seven pound, like hydration packs for trail running and stuff a jacket in, and they're carrying uh, two of our weight and uh, their own weight. We figured uh, Bishnu, our buddy, yeah. who is 20 years old, probably weighed 120, 125, was carrying 80 pounds. Wow! And him and all the that's other 17,000. Yeah. Feet. No, well, that's where we ended up, oh, and then okay. turned around. Okay, uh, but we—they would wait. The uh, Sherpas, they would go like wait for us, and every twenty minutes they'd go on again. <laughs> some of them were even smoking. <laughs> These guys Casual are smoking. highly right. valued yeah. in the military. Yeah, for mountainous, uh, you know, type combat and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Twenty years old, one hundred twenty pounds. Unbelievable. Just run of mountains. And re what really impressed me is. Beer costs more as you go higher up. <laughs> we counted 18 six-packs of beer that the typical guy is hauling up on his back. Yeah. And do the math, that's like 80 pounds. Wow. Yeah. They get paid, well, to them, big bucks. I guess the average uh, income annual uh, for people in Nepal is like 150 bucks. These guys make three or 4,000 bucks a year. So this is a highly valued job yeah. to get into this business. Highly skilled, too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Strong men. Dangerous too, but mm, maybe not. It's just trails, a lot of rocks. Yeah, yeah. But the as, only, as the you only start from base camp and go up higher, then yeah, that's it was the easy danger, going right? up. My buddy Steve, he's a uh, he's sixty seven. I'm seventy seven. Him and I were leading uh, the pack of the tourist trekkers, as I call it, every mm -hmm. day on the way up. But on the way down, the, these stones were getting to me, 
and I think it was day two, my quads were shot. And, I'm, and I don't know if you know about the uh, Asian type toilets, but it's just like porcelain that's flat in the ground yeah. with a hole. And I'm, I'm saying, oh my God, I hope I'm going to find out who my true friends are today. <laughs> Someone who can hold you up. Yeah, because there's no railings or things to hang yeah. on to if you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so anyway, we got to that tea house where we stay overnight. Yeah. And it had American toilets. So I never wow. did find out which of those... Which of my fellow trekkers were my true friends? No, I'm sorry. Well, they were all your friends. Yeah, right? we had fun. Yeah, awesome. Um, I really like to ask about Robosaurus. I don't know about you, Vince. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we can talk about Robosaurus. Actually, before uh, we talk about Robosaurus, one more thing. You um, you talked about being 77. Two years ago, you wrote a book. 75 is the new 50. Fit at 75. 75 is the new 50. If you want it to be. Ah. You have yes. to work at it. And but it should be fun. And and that's on Amazon and that's a Kindle. A yeah. Kindle okay. Ebook. Ebooks. Yeah. And and you wrote it with a collaboration with a few other guys or you interviewed some oh, people? Oh I interviewed uh three guys and one gal all over seventy five. What the heck are you people doing different yeah. to be so healthy? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And the one guy uh I've done the the Mount Baldy race and he didn't even know about it, but he did it with me. And that was the first time in five years somebody older than me beat me in a race. He's about six months older <laughs> than me. This is the 150-pound, six-foot-three buddy. Yeah. Wow. Well, you, uh, Doug, you're, you're doing something right. So, you know. Uh, Keep doing 77 it. 77 <laughs> and, and running up hills and going to Everest. That's, you know, hey, it's, uh, you're, 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 it's you're beating the average. It's got to be fun. It's yeah. a, your statistical anomaly. That's it good. Is, it's not genetics. I have a younger brother back in Chicago where I grew up. He's dying of COPD, the lung thing. Mm -hmm. But he's weighed 240, 260 his whole life. And I call it a disease. He's got sedentarianism. Yeah. Not good. No. You, you got to be moving. Humans are meant to be moving. It's only this last 100 years. I think we we have the, what, sitting is the new smoking yeah. syndrome. Yeah. I think we should get standing mics. We should, maybe, we should have so treadmills we <laughs> that we run on while we're doing the while show. While we're doing the radio show. <laughs> like little there rats, you go. Like little rats <laughs> in a treadmill. Uh, so, okay, uh, Robosaurus. Yeah. Tell us, uh, how did you go about building this giant robot that crushes monster trucks? Or first, I guess, oh, what... why did we even come up with it? Yeah, and what and what is it for people who may not know? Okay, it's a 40-foot-tall, uh, 30... No, 27-ton... Wow. Uh, ...hydraulic monster articulated. It's also a transformer. There's a guy up in the head who runs it, and it transforms into the tractor-trailer for going down to different uh, shows. Yep. And Breathes fire, lifts up the car, bites the roofs off, and stuff like that. Strictly <laughs> entertainment. Yeah, and it's a pa another one of my patterns. There's some I've military uses in that as well, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not that fast. <laughs> you, you can't go chasing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if they're on foot? You know, what if you like to combat terrorism, anti-terrorists, or something? The fire would do a lovely job. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yes. it's imposing too. It would I mean, scare them away. You're, you're talking, I don't know, 40, 50 foot of flame yeah. right oh, okay. there, that, and that's that just. Work. Uh, we played around with, because uh, one of my partners was a hot air balloonist with the propane tanks. Mm. One was gas coming out, and the other one was upside down where the pickup was to shoot liquid once the, it was burning. Because you can't see those fires burning. Yeah. So when the liquid is injected into the already burning thing, you know, a little two-stage valve, boom. Spits it really far, fires. right? Yeah. 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 Now, I've seen Robosaurus at, live? At, live at a Monster Jam in San Diego, I think it was. Oh, Murphy probably, Stadium. Yeah, Jack probably Murphy Stadium. A long time ago. Probably yeah. 20 or 25 years ago. I saw it on the road 
folded down as oh, okay, cool. as cool. the trailer. A lot of the engineering design went into meeting the highway uh, size and weight limitations. In fact, oh wow. Uh, First time we took it after we thought we were all done to, and got it weighed, oops, too much weight on the back. We had a uh, acetylene torch off our nice little work off mm-hmm. uh, work platform that we had on, uh, you know, for the engine and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I had to start using ladders. You had to redistribute some of the weight. Yeah, well, get rid yeah, of some of it. Get rid of, it. of yeah, some just, of it. Yeah. That nice platform was gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, Parker Hannafin or Parker Fluid Powers was a big sponsor of that thing. Because it's all hydraulics inside. All right. hydraulic. Big 205,000 pound thrust cylinders just to rotate the body up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And and what what drives the pumps? Uh, it is that was also a sponsor. Uh, oh boy, my Kratz disease is acting up. <laughs> C-R-A-T-S. Can't remember all that stuff. <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> or other words. Inconsequential <laughs> stuff, yeah. Uh but it was a, a diesel engine or? 50 horsepower twin turbo. I'll think of it when I'm not thinking about it. Cummins or? Cummins, okay. right, yeah. yeah. All right. And it was driving these hydraulic pumps and the whole filtration system and all that stuff. And how many, how many people have to operate that thing? One. Wow. We also had wow. PQ controls. Every valve had a valve board, so it was electronic. And the, uh, the guy up in the head was like playing a piano mm. with his fingers. Like if you squeeze two of the fingers together, the claws would close. Mm. If you open them up, it was like a piano where there were keys down below, but if you lifted your finger, there was another key up above. Okay. Mm. So that was opening and closing. Plus, is, as you moved your shoulders or lifted your arm up a little bit, that's what the, the monster would do. So did you get to control it yourself? Oh, a couple times. A couple yeah, times. Yeah. yeah. But I never lifted a car or anything no. like that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I got to imagine that's a good feeling of power. It just takes to be... a long time to train, train because it's like eighteen <laughs> functions yeah. at once. Yeah. Yeah. And and it lifts. The normal guy controlling like a bobcat, they look fluid and realistic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But when you get this many, it gets a little confusing. Yeah. And it, it lifts cars and and. Airplanes, I've seen. Oh, pictures airplanes of it. are lighter and yeah. easier to destroy. It's done a lot <laughs> of air bigger. shows. Yeah. yeah, bigger, lighter, yeah. easier to tear apart. Yeah, I don't they love it. Catch them out of the sky. Why do like humans like that stuff? <laughs> they just love it. We like to see something just, else getting destroyed. Yeah, not yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we had a winner, and <laughs> after uh, after eighteen right? years, yes. <laughs> we were done. We we sold sold it at the the Barrett Jackson auction in Scottsdale. Oh, okay. So where is it and now? Oh, some billionaire. From Las Vegas, inadvertently won it. He was <laughs> no, <laughs> he was out. No, no, no. If He's he scratching his nose and he accidentally bit. No, no, no. He was out uh, in Scottsdale golfing with his buddies, and they heard about the Barrett Jackson. Uh, and he, he says, "Well, let me sign up, and I'll get. We'll get better seats. I'll tell him I'm I'm going to bid on stuff." Yeah. So he started bidding on it, and the bidding did not go quite as high as everyone was thinking, so he ended up with So he it. didn't think he'd be the last bidder, in other words. Correct. He was just he doing was it playing. for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. So he ended up with it. He's done some stuff with it, still is doing some stuff with it. But so uh, he's like driving it around his backyard? He, or <laughs> he's doing landscaping with it. <laughs> now, uh, us engineers, what do you think right. his inventions and business were? He's the guy who invented video poker and makes the machines. Oh, Uh, wow. Okay. Neat, neat, clever, clever. Yeah. So he could be like chomping up Lamborghinis every day and not even notice it in his bank account. (laughs) Oh, I think even billionaires (laughs) worry about that. Yeah. You don't get rich by throwing money away. Yes, yes. It's just a Lamborghini. I mean, come on. (laughs) Can I have those pieces? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you can make it with something. Uh, and, And, you know, it's funny. You... 
when I when I go to the website, um, is it Canosaurus? Uh, oh my! Well, your website. Yeah. Um. I'm, there's just a, a fascinating, just a a, uh, a library of interesting things that you've accomplished over the years. And I wanted to ask a little bit about for our listeners a little bit about the X1 Sky Cycle for Evil Knievel. How did you get into that? Oh how? Oh, you mean how I met him? Yeah. Yeah. How did you meet the? How did Knievel? you come wow, into that? I was job. A chief. Because what year was this? Okay. This would be. 60s. Oh, it was right the year, the summer after he did his famous Caesar's Palace crash. So that was 68 or 69? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late 60s, right? He got famous because of that footage of that crash. Oh, that's terrible footage. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) do you know know who filmed that? No. No, but not too many people. Martin Scorsese. (laughs) John Derrick's. No, John. Oh, I don't think his name was Derrick. His wife, Bo. You've heard of her. Bo Dare. Yeah. yeah. It was her okay. She husband? just stood there. She didn't know what to do. So oh, she, she just she stood there it. and filmed okay. that. She got that clip. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that made him super famous. Yeah. But then he, I was chief engineer at Centuri Engineering. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. Did you ever deal with model rockets? Yeah. They made model yeah. rockets. So the artist is the guy, or the, uh, Tom Cameron, he says, oh, they got Evil Knievel's machine over there. It's rockets. You want to go see it? I said, oh, okay. So he and I were, at your work, they had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It or, was at a Ford dealership because he was doing oh, a Ford jump dealership. at Beeline okay. Driveway. Okay. Dragway. So we went there, and I looked at it, and I said, what? This is bogus. <laughs> it's a motorcycle with uh, flat wings at 45 degrees angle of attack. You guys know about stall. Stall, yeah. <laughs> and I knew a little bit about these turbiniques and where was the pressure tanks and the propellant tanks. They didn't exist. So, mm. this is wow. so I said, let's get it, out of here. It was a says, prop. Oh. Yeah, and, yeah. And Tom is the one who says, oh, leave him a note. So I left him a three-page <laughs> letter with the Ford dealer receptionist, and the next day he calls me, hey, chewing me out and all this. And I says, uh-uh, I know what I'm doing. I know what you're doing. Yeah. And I says, well, we got a few days. Would you like to, me to make you a little demo? So we made a little a ramp and a model rocket and, mm-hmm. and launched it uh, at the Beeline Dragway before he did the Trump, which he didn't do. And they didn't tell the audience that he he broke something during a practice earlier in the afternoon. He wasn't even there to see it, but he heard about it. He called me, invite me to come and uh, talk to him. Okay. And there was his wife, uh, Linda Knievel, sitting out there. And oh, he's inside. So I go inside, and there's a, a go go girl sitting on the bed talking to him. <laughs> he sends her out. Wow. And oh, <laughs> this is the beginning of an interesting life. Yeah. Let me tell you. Seriously. I, I was too young. I didn't understand. <laughs> you're just a kid, a lad. Professional psychologist, I call him, <laughs> you know. So you're just basically coming in saying, I, I, can, I know how I to can, do the engineering, but I, I can didn't do know a better rocket bike than I that. I can do a real yeah, rocket. Yeah. yeah. I can do a real right. rocket. Right. Okay. And then even. Uh, you know, it was interesting. I met, uh, this was Lions Dragway in uh, Long Beach years mm-hmm. later. Uh, George Hamilton got to meet O.J. Simpson mm-hmm. that night. <laughs> and then he wow. gives this 15-minute talk to the kids about don't do drugs, don't drink beer. And then we're all back in his fancy tractor trailer and he's chugging and schmirt off <laughs> before the jump. And I'm sitting there like a confused kid. Hey, wait a second. He was saying all these nice <laughs> things. Yeah. He's a, I call him applied psychologist. Some people would call him a con artist. Okay. Know. Applied psychology. Nice. Yeah. 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 Right. Applied to the business of So anyway, money. Yeah. Uh, no real rocket company would sell me a rocket. 
uh, Aerojet told me about this consultant they had, Bob Truex, a very famous rocket pioneer, worked. Uh, he's the guy who, when they brought the Nazis after World War II, the V-2 people, he's yeah. the one who interviewed uh, Werner von Braun, among oh. other things. He was a Navy captain, uh, worked with Theodore von Karman on developing Jado bottles mm. for aircraft and stuff like that. Really sharp guy, really nice guy. And he had the patent on the steam rocket. So okay. Nice, nice guy. He made it to 93. Wow. So anyway, uh, I designed the X-1 around a special rocket that he built. And, you know, Knievel is always screwing around with payments and <laughs> send a check back in next week. Nice. Oh, send a, try sending it again. <laughs> <laughs> and then my bonus after we unveil it never happened. So I was, mm. I was done. So And the Bob Truax built the machine you know that didn't work they threw away my now, machine over the camera. yeah see you the, your machine the x1 sky cycle and it's it's Correct. a it's a it was a motorcycle i don't know what kind of motorcycle it had two underneath. wheels it had wheels and, but and training wheels on pneumatic cylinders that would uh you know when you're going slow you kick them out or okay. if you're a park the wheels were just to get it off the launch yeah. ramp right yeah 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 to drive They're it not. he was going to drive he wanted to drive it up the ramp yeah and the Truex version was like a model rocket, just going up a lawn tramp. It had three wheels on it. So it was, <laughs> I don't think it even could drive on the ground. Oh, okay. It was just a, you know, a big, big model rocket. Okay. And it, it's sad that the parachute came out, but that might have been because I could still think because evil, a typical daredevil, they don't care about training or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why even wear a parachute if you don't know how to use it? Yeah. And I think he had no G training, so that was probably six or seven Gs right off the bat, and his hand might have came off the dead man switch for the parachute. Oh. Simple as that. Uh, mm-hmm. Just wasn't used to it then. Yeah, because that jump, yeah. the parachute deployed early, the rocket went up, but then had too much drag and blew back and Yeah, he actually and crashed, they, right? They say he cleared, he made the far rim, but by the time the wind blew him back, you know. It, he didn't have enough velocity yeah, yeah, at yeah. that point. Which, yeah. in, in a way, turned out to be the best possible solution in other words he didn't die right <laughs> and he and he didn't make a dumb rocket jump we already been to the moon right what, what was <laughs> this point, yeah. yes. <laughs> but it we, was the, yeah. it was the uh, it was the it, what the 70s no it was late 60s early 70s right oh the jump was, was 74 okay and yeah. and i think they used to make a joke that his tractor trailer was leaning to one side because they had to keep painting over the year he's going oh, to do the <laughs> And we're, go ahead. But I was going to say, it, it was a, an era in television in which you didn't have taped things. Everything was live for the most part, right? And so, you know, it was, people wanted to see, and I, and I heard that the amount of money he was charged for, like, you know, audiences and movie theaters, and it was, you know, a ridiculous amount of money for the time, you know, $10 for someone to sit and watch this jump. It was like the Live. it was like the pay per view yeah. that we'd yeah, see today paper. that you can click on your TV, but not in your it. house. Yeah, right. You have to right. go to a theater. Old technology, but yeah. And nowadays we could do, and we're you know we're not focusing on it, but we could do the same thing with an electric motorcycle and electric thrusters safely. And I, I, I've got a woman pilot in in mind Ooh. someday. Electric. But I got too many other things going on. Okay. Guys. <laughs> electric. I like this. I like this. But Green. Ne- now. Canyon jumper. <laughs> now that uh, that work with uh, with Evil Knievel led to a relationship with Bob Carell. Is that correct? Okay. Uh, yeah, I invented a thing called the kite cycle, patented invention. That was yeah, that was seventy four. So that's long expired. If anyone wants to go through it, <laughs> a motorcycle with a small hang glider, okay. and uh, he f- 
far surpassed any jump distance evil or anybody else ever could do with a regular uh, mm. you know motorcycle right because you had like a hang glider and above the this thing. uh the uh what do you call it? racetrack promoters and announcers loved it because the hang time if you yeah, yeah they're, they're all over in like three quarters or a second max. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And right. this would be up for four or five seconds. Oh, I remember, oh God, he did a jump in Fremont once and Steve Evans, the announcer, dropped his mic and left and ran out to congratulate Bob because he was so freaked out that how awesome that was. He, he jumped, Forgot what his job he jumped, was. He jumped two trucks and that Porsche you're talking That's about. Right. Your 914. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was spectacular. And then he could actually flare it out like an airplane, but he would like to land it in Bangi, so it looked dangerous. You know? uh -huh. He did that on purpose, <laughs> if you ever see that footage, yeah. Daredevils, man. The things they do, we were talking about the, oh. just a minute ago, we were talking about the, the guy who landed in that, that net, the Red Bull guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what? Skydiver into a net, right? Yeah, and it, it yeah. was, now is that, now they made him... They they told him he needed to wear a parachute, and at the last minute they decided, ah, you don't worry about the parachute. We don't care and if he you went die. without a parachute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he had no parachute. But yeah. this guy, I don't know. Do you remember Felix Baumgartner? He jumped from hundred twenty thousand like in a spacesuit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Th this guy was like his coach. Okay. This guy was a, a super pro, and supposedly they did a bunch of practices uh, using PVC pipe, uh, with making like this square structure hanging it out over a mountain. And finally reduced it slow by slow by slow. Okay. Made it smaller and smaller. Yeah, and he could practice it, and he figured out he could do that. Did you? Oh, could, this is a year or two ago where the guy with the wingsuit crashed into all the cardboard and survived. They oh, that's had, right, yeah. t took him t 20 people two days to build all this cardboard giant stuff. Yeah. That was his gradual impact. Yeah. So the yeah, I guess the daredevil so you can trade hit, is still around. Yeah, but it's these guys practice. Now. They yeah. have to. They have to know they can hit this kind of attacker. Oh, look at the, like the wingsuit guys going through the little, you know, uh, arch cave yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. stakes are a little bit higher with that type of thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> do they have a lifespan more than five years from when they start? I don't know. Well, how long does a flying squirrel live? I mean, it's the same. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen a gray one, so <laughs> I, I want to see a daredevil get eaten by like a panther or something. <laughs> and then in America, thirty-two. 2,000 people die every year in car accidents and a couple hundred thousand permanently game, maimed and no one seems to care too much about that. Yeah, we that. just accept they, that. Right? Yeah, they worry about, <gasps> somebody got eaten by a shark. Or right. Weird stuff bothers lightning, Struck by lightning. lightning. Strike, yeah. 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 Thing. People have odd fears. Autonomous cars, yes. Yeah. No, I, I can't Save agree more. I like lives. I like driving, but I, I also realize that lots of people on the road should not be driving and should be in autonomous cars. I think that will help yeah, greatly. <laughs> Speaking of anyway. autonomous cars, um, how is, uh, or I guess tell our listeners uh, before we go on break. Just we got uh, about a minute left here. You tell our listeners a little bit about um, Skytran. What what is Skytran? What what is this? And and you've been and I got two two minutes. Well, <laughs> well, okay, we'll, sure. we'll start we could, with it and then we'll take a break oh, and we'll yeah, talk about it more. Yeah, you don't okay. have to cram uh, it all. Give us in. the teaser. Yeah. Okay, Dougie the engineer came up with this some time ago, uh, just doing math math and physics basically uh we like our cars we like personal transportation so these uh, being an aeronautics specialist liking to minimize energy two seat tandem pods maglev mm -hmm. so because if you really get this system going there'll be you know sixty thousand miles a month going on these machines so you don't want any contact no tires to wear out no, no friction nothing yeah, yeah. 
So it's taken a lot of years. We're getting there, and now we have the world's most amazing new cheap maglev using magnets. We couldn't have done this back in the uh, ceramic magnet days. It takes this neodymium iron, and we have uh, f flying on magnets. We have magnetic propulsion. It's like spirals of magnets that spin by an electric motor, and it thrusts it forward. And the best thing of all... The reason I got a two-seat tandem is because there's no room to build anything. So we can put these little buggers right over sidewalks. And the biggest innovation oh, wow. is, and I have not done this, but I can tell you about Lee Womble after we get back from the break, uh, vertical switches. All right. Okay. So they will segue, guys. Uh, we are going to the break, <laughs> yes. but we will talk about that more in a second. Bring on the beer. <laughs> You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Here is this week's Blue Glove Tool Review, brought to you by DailyTurismo.com. anything like me spend a fair bit of time crawling around under cars or climbing up on ladders to do some kind of home improvement or car improvement project and you'll often find that you've got some tools in your hand but you don't have anywhere to put your hardware or maybe additional spare tools and so they wind up going in your pocket on the ground or worse in your mouth and this is never a good thing when you're working with like screws or or nails or little asbestos coated pieces of radioactive lead so, the guys at MagnoGrip came up with a simple and brilliant solution. For just under $8, you can get a magnetic wristband from DailyTurismo.com. You head over there and you look for a Blue Glove Tool Reviews and click on the link and we'll make a few nickels if you buy one. But it's, it's a magnetic wrist strap that allows you to store extra tools, say some wrenches, or even hardware. If you've got hardware for, your, for the job, if you're putting together some suspension in your car, you can have the bolts right there on your wrist. They'll be magnetically attached to it via the magical powers of magnetism. Or um, it works great for like drywall screws. You're screwing a bunch of drywall into your home or you're using them to like hang pictures, whatever you do with drywall screws. Um, but you can also hold paper clips with them. Say you're in the office and you want some paper clips or say you're you're doing some arts and crafts at home with your kids and you put bobby pins on it. Um, and it, it's really, uh, it's a very versatile tool. You can even strap it on your ankle and, and put like a, you know, a, a pair of scissors down there if you're really into this kind of, kind of crazy stuff. So... For just under $8, go get yourself the Magno Grip uh, magnetic wristband, and you can head over to dailyturismo.com and go buy it. And don't worry, we won't tell your wife. Party. You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio.
Hey guys, and we're back. And I don't really hear myself. It's kind of quiet. Mic's up. Oh, Mic's there, we up. there we go. Uh, now we're back. Um, now we're back. Um, we're still here with Doug Malawicki, and we were talking about the Skytran, and I wanted to hear a little bit more about that because it sounded interesting. It's, and I've seen pictures of it. It's sort of these little tear, teardrop-shaped pods. Correct. And it's designed- Thousands and thousands of them going all over a city. Fast. I'd eventually, you know, initially we'll start it slow with decent spacings, uh, but eventually there'll be half-second spacings, which is actually larger than the autonomous cars on the freeway will have in, you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. And the capacity right now, before all the autonomous cars are there, will be about three freeway lanes per one of our lanes, mm-hmm. even though it's only two-seaters. Yeah. And it's nonstop. And it's on demand. These little stations will be everywhere. Uh, the freeways are throughways. Yeah, consider our guideways is like a freeway. People get off, it doesn't, or get on, it doesn't affect what's going on on the main freeway part of the. So section. there's like a there's yeah. like a merge. It's all computer co- control merge lane. Stuff. Yeah, and demerge. Yeah. Okay. And it it has to sit there once it loads a new person on waiting for a gap to show up mm. which is going to be two blocks behind or something right and then it starts at the right time and you know it doesn't even need to weigh what it weighs then but it'll just sense you know a thousand times a second oh okay i need a little more current to get on my profile yeah and a half second spacing at 100 miles an hour is like 140 feet so it'll hit that 72 uh, foot distance plus or minus a quarter inch. You know, it's just simple computers. In right. fact, we had so many people, especially politicians, oh, you'll never be able to do this. Software will be too much. And uh, the autonomous cars are helping us so much. They're doing yeah. 10 times as much yeah. computer power. Because they don't have a track, need. right? They don't have a rail. They have all the world and to worry about. They're yeah. down below. That was one of the reasons... Uh, they're small, so I can put them up in the air. You mm-hmm. can't hit a kid. You can't hit a dog. You can't hit a truck. A car. I guess you get a bird. Yeah. But, oh well. <laughs> you can hit a bird, but we can make bird-proof windshields. Oh okay. yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Yes. So uh, the idea is to have these things buzzing all over a city in a three-dimensional matrix, uh, mm-hmm. and you can't saturate it. So people will go nonstop to wherever they want. And with the new either little Google cars or Uber Uber cars, especially autonomous Uber cars, where you don't have to Uber cars. <laughs> Uber cars. I like that. Oh, I like that. I, I got a Just picture, crying. mental picture of what it looks like too. And the people inside it, maybe. Yeah, maybe they would and like. I coin something new. That, uh, Uber is already talking to Tesla. They want to buy every totally autonomous car they make in the future. Oh wow! Because then you don't have to pay the drivers. Yeah, yeah. So now these right. things will really reduce the cars. It's going to hurt Detroit because people won't want need or want to own cars anymore. People like us will still. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. No, we don't, don't buy new cars anyway. But you'll, you'll yeah. have more. <laughs> Not you'll normally. Have more <laughs> emptiness to go on PCH That's right. Highway One bombing around around the. It'll curves. be better for us. Yeah. yeah. Like you see in all the ads, which is total BS. You yeah. Know, right. where, where do you get to drive like that? Downtown days? LA. They're always downtown LA. There's like two streets. And when you drive by there, you recognize them immediately. Oh, these are the car commercial streets. And they just, it's like they're constantly closed just okay, to do car yeah. commercials. Oh, because coming down here, no, I can't quite bicycle 25 miles an hour, but <laughs> close. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. So that's what I was averaging on <laughs> quite a few sections of the road driving up here today. It's crazy. Yeah. And we can wh- solve it. Wouldn't right. it be nice there to just get be, in a pod and just go? Yeah, there the will button. be a Skytran revolution uh, another five years. So the, they're right. hanging pods, right? 
the, they can the be maglev. Either. They can be either. Okay. All the drawings to date, we're not telling everybody everything yet. Yeah, no, okay. No, but we are partnered, uh, oh boy, seven, eight, maybe nine years with, uh, we're a NASA SpaceX partner. We have our own building up at NASA Ames in Mountain View. Oh, yeah. We have a quarter scale demo okay. of all this cool technology. Okay, the guy's name is Lee Womble. He's been a partner for about 12 years, a SkyTran enthusiast. He's the electromagnetic wizard mm. who came up with this new maglev. We kind of pick on him that he dreams at night, electromagnetic waves. And <laughs> but he's came up with this brilliant, brilliant concept, and it works, and it's cheap. Right now, and also thanks to Elon Musk, uh, we have passive aluminum guideways. We don't even need the power there because we can now use the... Uh, uh, lithium batteries, mm. okay? Yep, and the electric car And at the tech. stations, uh, kind of the quick charge, fast charge, you know, zap it for 15 seconds while people are exiting and getting mm -hmm. on. And so all we need to do, huh, I don't know, we've kind of messed around the, with tossing around ranges, but so it will carry enough to go 100 miles. It'll never go that much, you know, by itself once right. without a recharge. Yeah. So that's the target now. I'd rather have it maybe 50, but that'd save a little weight. But okay. Well, the, and the, the nice thing about a pod is that you could, if your pod was running low on power, you could switch and, and tell the passengers, hey, you got to get in a different pod. Or yeah, right? yeah, 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 so yeah. I, I got to sit here for charge for two minutes. And then, I don't know, you, you guys don't know the name Lonnie Johnson. No. But he, nope. he's a brilliant scientist, and he made a lot of money on a crazy invention, and now he's got... Uh, there's a TED Talk, a ceramic battery with four times the power density of a lithium polymer mm -hmm. battery. And it's ceramic. It's solid. It can't burn, can't do anything. Yeah, that's he, the big problem he, with LiPo. It's working, yeah. but he's got to get the cost down. Okay. Uh, he was a fluid dynamicist who was working on a project, and all of a sudden, this water just shot across the room. <laughs> How come with that little power? How did that do that? So he invented super soakers. And made uh, a lot of money. Google or go to TED Talks and Google uh, Lonnie Johnson. Okay. Really sharp Super guy. soaker guy. And, is now and working just like on Elon Musk. Musk, he wants to do more good stuff for the world. Yeah, that's Instead great. Instead of, huh. you know, getting a yacht and have all, all the babes yeah. run around on your yacht. Let's help crushing Lamborghinis with your Robosaurus. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> that's not that I want to do when I get rich. Maybe help humanity uh, a little bit more than that. Yeah. So, so Doug, how or is there any relationship between the California commuter and Skytran? Or are these just completely different? Oh, they all relate. They all relate. I was involved with the International Human Powered Vehicle Association mm -hmm. with the streamlined pedal power yep. things. And my dentist financed the commuter. <laughs> oh, he was my wait, buddy. Wait, wait, He's crazy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Your, no, your I thought you were like, and dentist, you're huh? sitting there like just going at your teeth and like, no, hey, wait a minute. Hey, I got a question some for extra you. money? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, uh, and oh, he's such a good guy. And he was, I built it. He was supposed to drive it. I set the Guinness record, mm -hmm. okay, because we knew it would do that, because our test showed 155 miles per gallon. Uh, and uh, Bill Long is his name. Okay. And, ooh, oh, boy, that was about two days before this record. We are getting paid to drive it up to San Francisco to be in the San Francisco Auto Show. And he was doing volunteer dental work somewhere in Anaheim, and he's on his way home at night on his motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And this guy ran a red light. He was okay. He had big, thick coats and that. He had bruises, and his family says, you're not riding that stupid little machine. So I got to be in the Guinness Book of Records. And then a year later, we put a diesel in it, so I got a gasoline record, L.A. to Frisco, and then a diesel record, which, okay, 
L.A. to Frisco was 157 point some miles per gallon at freeway speeds, wow. and L.A. Nice. to Vegas was 156. But you got Cajon Pass and the Baker grade to go up. Yeah. So that's even more impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the California commuter is a car, right? It's a uh, no a, licensed as a motor. If you're three, oh, three wheels wheelers. Okay. and under 1,500 pounds in California, you are a motorcycle. Yeah, and this that. But it's enclosed. Oh yeah, fully enclosed, teardrop low, shape, low drag. Yeah, 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 very low drag. And there's a company in New Zealand that wants to make an electric version right now. I'm working with them like a consultant. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. They have their rules. That's cool. You know. And and you um, release and sell plans for the California. Still. Right? Yes, after all these years. What year did it come out in? Uh, the plans. Okay, I did the first record in 80. Okay. The 157 miles per gallon way back right. then. Yeah. That's and, impressive. Uh, so you built one. I own it. You still own it. Okay. I still got it. Yeah. Okay. It's been... Is this the same unit that was on that British uh, car show? The, the three guys? Top Gear? Yeah. No, I've never on been top on Top Gear. No. no. <laughs> no. All right. But now just you, check. We just had this, to check, right? Okay, if, you, if you've <laughs> paid attention to this high mileage contest like Shell puts on, yeah. they get 12,000 miles per so gallon. I, but who cares? They're right. not even, you know, they got. I think they got to average 15 miles an hour. I did that in, yeah. in college. I, I, oh, you it wasn't, worked on one of them. Yeah, it okay. wasn't Shell. It was uh, the SAE version of okay, that okay, called yeah, Super yeah. Mileage. And I'm and saying, wait a second. I can go infinite miles, no fossil fuels, yeah. just oatmeal it's, on my it's bicycle. Kind of a, you know, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's for, technology it's fun for stuff for to, students to learn, to learn how to design a vehicle. But I think they're up to like 12,000 miles yeah, per gallon. Yeah, when I was doing it, we were... useless. I want to go on the freeway places. We were just over 1,000 miles per gallon. And it was a car that the chassis was a carbon fiber monocoque that, yeah, yeah. We, that we designed it and we built it in a shed. And it weighed 12 pounds with no running gear. Okay. And we added a single cylinder engine and some wheels and a, and a very small guy. And we got over 1,000 miles per gallon. But you're right, we did get, we did that at 15 miles per hour average. Yeah. And we did it by burning and coasting. So you Burning, did, coasting. With high, yeah. what kind of pressure in your tires, your bike tires? As high as they would go. 205? Uh, <laughs> they weren't, they were smaller Ready diameter. to blow up. They were smaller diameter. Okay. I think they were like 15 inch or 14 inch Ooh, maybe. okay. Little guys. Okay. And it was a three-wheeler teardrop Less shape. frontal area with the smaller one trade-offs. Rolling resistance yeah, exactly. versus aerodrag, yeah. And the wheels were totally inside the fairing, so. Oh, Backing up to the California, originally yeah. it was going to be like a hybrid, human power okay. plus the little gas so engine. You, but I did the analysis, to... your knees going that up, mm-hmm. increase the frontal area. If you want to go freeway speeds, forget it. It adds more drag than you can ever put in. Oh. Ah, So okay. it became laid down almost like being in bed with yep. your head up, minimum frontal area. All kind of fun projects. Sounds very similar to the super this mileage thing, but but for the road, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still, and still, someone could today could buy a plan and build their own California commuter if they wanted. Right. Or just that's buy the plan and good. then not. Build there aren't it, too many. Cra- <laughs> I've sold a lot of plans. I know of one guy in Florida who actually finished building. Another guy in Seattle who started and he got pretty far along, and then I didn't hear anything more. Mm. But the other guy got his license and everything. He, As a he works at car. the Cape, oh. uh, Cape Canaveral, and drives it. I got to get hold of him. I haven't talked. He's probably to him launching while. SpaceX rockets now. <sighs> I love SpaceX. <laughs> yep. NASA wouldn't be landing those boosters. They wouldn't even attempt it for another forty years. They'd become too bureaucratic. Yeah, yeah. We've got friends that work there who work on the the tank and and the the uh, liquid oxygen tank. Okay, okay. And there's a baffle inside that that has to deal with that flip that the state first stage does and. That's crazy All stuff. that cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I knew I have a lot. Well, I'm a rocket scientist. My 
undergraduate is aeronautics, astronautics, and my master's from Stanford is the same, so I'm one of them. Yeah. And uh, I have a lot of rocket friends, and Elon Musk- Do you have pointy ears under those- under those, uh, no big fangs. Okay. They drink blood instead of beer. <laughs> There's right. something wrong with them. <laughs> but uh, Tom Mueller was Elon's first employee. He's mm-hmm. a old rocket buddy, and he's an VP of propulsion. And his seventh employee was a guy who I used to have build stuff for me. He runs uh, launches in Texas, Chip Bassett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, and and Vandenberg. I know he lives in Buellton now. Okay. So good yeah. for them. And then I've been in there when they, oh man, they actually got up to 400 employees what are they up to now They've three four thousand uh, oh, yeah. f- four or five thousand i yeah. think and i yeah. heard the average age of the engineers is 32 and they're so gung-ho when you watch those launch videos oh yeah yeah they're so excited if about i was it, young yeah. guess where i'd be spacex yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah all right uh so doug before we get into the technology corner actually you know what this is the perfect segue because uh i want to talk a little bit about bonneville for the technology corner, or specifically, you know, uh, land speed record cars, and I know that you have a friend who's going to be trying some land speed record behind a, a car and a, and a bicycle and a couple other things. Um, so, producer Julian, can we get the uh, technology corner drop? As a matter of fact. <laughs> And now it's time for Technology Corner. So it is time. It is. It is. And time. Doug was asking about our friend on the on the voiceovers. I think the oh. British voice. Yeah, when yes, when, that's when the intro came on, he said, "Who is that? Who is that? That's <laughs> another voice. That's John Varker. He's a professional voiceover guy based out of the UK, and he, he we pay him, and he does the voiceovers for us." I know enough British guys. I could have got it for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're chumps, I guess. Nah, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's uh, it, it sounds good to have the professional yeah. sound to it. So, anyway. uh, so for Technology Corner, we're going to talk about land speed record cars or just vehicles in, in general. Things. Yeah. Land Things. Speed. Land speed yeah. record. Uh the last couple of years, Bonneville has been closed down due to issues with too much moisture in the salt flats. And not enough salt, also. Not enough salt. Yeah. But this year it's open, and uh, we actually know we have a friend who's going to be there uh, next week. And you Are you going to be there? No. I'm this not coming be week, there, yeah. yeah. It's this coming week. Uh, and so I, I thought we would just kind of open it up and, and talk a little bit about, okay, what, is it, what does it take to go fast? And money. W- money. And what t- so, Doug, what's been your experience at Bonneville? <laughs> what, what have you done there? Well, <laughs> 85, actually started in 82. Uh, John, I helped John Howard, Olympian cyclist three times, set a new world's motor-paced record, f- pedaling. Oh, 152.2 wow. miles an hour behind a vehicle that broke the wind for him, the Don Vesco mm. machine that did, I don't know, 250 miles an hour. We had this big gawky fairing to block the wind off of John. Yeah. And my Robosaurus partner, uh, Bob, uh, Bob Kabinsky, was project engineer for the White Lightning uh, electric car that sets mm-hmm. a 248 miles an hour record some time ago. So now I'm back helping. John's a coach and does bike fitting and all this stuff. Oh, he just won his age group at age, he's 67 or 68, the Masters, which is over 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, some race in Tucson, I think. And here he's on the podium with these two 40-year-old guys. <laughs> and they're looking at, man, this guy's good. <laughs> but anyway, he's a, been coaching Denise Mueller for years. 
and she is just, just she's been a national champion for years, and she is now interested in breaking uh, John's record. And John's record was broken by a fellow from uh, the Netherlands. Yeah, and it's I think 167 now. It took that guy, uh, I don't know, t- ten years or more. And but he also he had a tr- he had trouble with his pace car. All of a sudden, hopping left and right, banging them in. He, you know, broke his collarbone and all that. He uh, had to recover wow. from that. So the the record is one human powered. Human powered in the draft of a vehicle. In the draft of a vehicle. If top you go thejectspeed.com, you can see the whole history, which started with Charles Mile a Minute Murphy. Oh man, the 1800s. Okay. They laid plywood on a railroad track, oh. and he drafted a train. <laughs> And they had like side <laughs> extensions on, so as they uh, said, "Oh, in I the 1800s. think, the, yeah, I think the pie, plywood's going to run out," and so they had to lift him up. Oh, <laughs> if oh, if wow. the plywood ran out, he would have been. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Is on a bicycle, a pedal bicycle, yeah. sixty miles an hour. You can picture yeah. one of those like 60. big ones with okay. the one front wheel only. You know, no, 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 not a like penny farthing. No. <laughs> yeah, and then, and for some reason, uh, <laughs> people made a big deal. I I told John. Okay, because the previous friend, he's another uh, friend of mine, Alan Abbott. Mm -hmm. He's an MD. He's a very good engineer, and he just retired a year ago. A very healthy guy. He was also teaching at USC, uh, you know, for future doctors and stuff like that. Really sharp guy. But he set the record probably 10 years before John, 138 point some miles an hour. Wow. So he's helping us, too. Okay. And uh, Alan did smart, smart things. It's John and Denise are more like daredevils. They're just going to do it on willpower, and that kind of scares me. I'd rather spend years or two testing and willpower and, and Red Bull <laughs> or something. Now, I wish Red Bull was a sponsor, but anyway. So uh, she is going to be shooting to uh, break possibly Fred uh, Rumpelberg's 167-mile record, not just John. Wow. There is no women's record. She could go 37 miles an hour yeah. and set a woman's sure, record. Sure, sure. But, but for the she's she could go 37 miles an hour herself. She can beat John in a sprint. Wow. Yeah, she's good. She's got so, thighs. I touched found it on her thighs. She's <laughs> solid. <laughs> solid. Wow. Muscle. <laughs> you so, can do that in some states. Uh, <laughs> well, Doug, which quick question though. Quick question. When you're uh, writing, and if you were th- in theory writing in a vacuum, just with the rolling resistance of the ground, you'd have can trouble you breathing. Go? Well, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your eyes balls will pop out yeah. of your head. Uh-huh. Can you go 160 miles per hour? Against the rolling resistance as a human being, uh, you're gonna say they're cheating. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna say they're cheating. I'm just, I'm asking a question. From okay, a, like, or where's, or where, okay. where's that ceiling, right? Uh, yeah. I co-authored. Uh, we got the cover of Scientific American, December 1983, and I have a complete chart of all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and what the, the speed capabilities max are, including bicycles on the moon, where the rolling mm-hmm. resistance, because the weight would be one fifth. Yeah. You had that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That is cool. All you got to do is build the roads. You so how fast go- could you go on the moon? Uh, how much horsepower you got? I mean, a, a person. Well, uh, a person can produce, a healthy person, bicyclist, can produce one horsepower for 30 seconds only. Okay. But they're like a chemical battery. They can produce one-tenth 
for one horsepower for eight hours. Yeah, yeah, that's so, a that's a comfy pace for so a lot in, of people. So in the sprint pace, in the sprint for pace, for whole horsepower. Ooh, I, I, wish, I wish I had the article. <laughs> it might be something like two thousand miles an hour <laughs> with a full horsepower. <laughs> I'm uh, saying it's the, the tenth okay. of a horsepower. Yeah, I know I was, it was two or three hundred miles an hour. I was but you'd have to have a flexible okay space suit. That you could yeah. do that in. Yeah. I was just looking for order, but of you could go to Frisco, there. you know, in two hours of bicycling for lunch and come back that same day. Wouldn't that be great? With no big deal, yeah, no big deal. No. If you had the proper roads, right, and you didn't hit equivalent some, distance, on and the you road didn't hit some talking. hill where all of a sudden you're at escape velocity. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Hell. Yeah, we don't <laughs> think about that problem too much. No, on no, Earth, no. There's a lot of problems to solve. Yes. But no uh, it just says yeah. uh, maglev transportation on the future moon colony mm. where you got one fifth of gravity is, is going to be really really cheap mm. yeah. and fast too to get fast. to moon base Frisco. To you don't need LA. any yeah. rocket yeah. thing. You get in with just fancy a propellant, small yeah. battery, and yeah, 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 away yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and the people solar, in the, the people in the the Frisco moon base will still be very upset about people from L.A. calling it Frisco. Because yeah. up there they I call it the that. city. They call it the city. The city, yeah. 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 It's really I, funny. It's I just, just <laughs> had one of the SkyTran control guys down for a weekend, and yeah, he he nailed me on this. It's, it's, no, it's just funny. It's just no, no, but it's an He's, LA thing. That's what well, we call it in LA. Yeah, We're in yeah. LA. Yeah, we call it Frisco. You call it. Well, the thing you do San too, Fran. Vince, is you you say Cali, and nobody in California says that. People from outside of California say that. It's actually sort of an ironic way. You, is that why you do it? Just to upset <laughs> us? <laughs> I think it's funny when people say Cali, right? It's like... Oh, but you started saying, like, like you, you kind of adopted it, and you just say it now without thinking about it. So I got to give you a hard time about that. Well, I should have never been born. You know, when they leave speaking, Cali. I should have yeah. never oh, been born. Oh, we were born. talking about Bonneville. You want to yeah. get back on that subject? No, um, <laughs> I think we've just about, we've we've exhausted the, we've we've hit the distance on, on Bonneville. Uh, and Rocket belts, what do you want to talk about? No, Rocket you know what? Um, you want to talk about Super Jerk? <laughs> actually, before we take another break, because, uh, you know, we, we do this every once in a while, I want to talk about from the website, uh, and the website is dailyturismo.com. That's right. And I want to talk about the car of the week but before i get into that i want to mention a seller submission every Ooh. once in a while people pay us to to uh advertise their car in daily turismo and we, so we give them a shout out on the radio and this week we had a guy by the name of walter submit his 1990 volvo 240 dl i know sedan. walter yes through he, the volvo sites through the volvo <laughs> through, he has, I, I gave him the daily turismo <laughs> discount for for uh volvo people know each other yeah right <laughs> for the turbo bricks i gave him the brick discount Turbo brick discount yeah and he's got this really nice condition 1990 volvo 240 bidding for about three grand on ebay in waynesboro virginia it was a nice looking car. Of course, I wrote the article up, and then Seafield gives me a hard time. Chris gives me a hard time for yeah, he made things I had wrong, apparently, which I, I don't think I had them wrong. <laughs> I think I was just sort of from a different angle. I was looking at it from. Uh. Uh, but <laughs> it was an interesting car, good looking car. And then the second car is not a seller submission, but it's kind of, I kind of want to highlight that uh, new writer, Matt, uh, Daily Turismo contributor, he's got this 1991 Peugeot 405 MI16. Every time I see that, I think of British Secret Service. MI6. MI6. This is MI16, the Secret Service version of this pug. <laughs> and it's he's offering it for like $1,000, yeah. which is a fantastic price for any- Running and driving car. Yeah, and, and a Peugeot, right, from the 90s. Come on, it's, it's kind of a it's cool quirky. car. It's quirky. It's, it's funky. It's very quirky, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, if you guys need a- If anyone listening wants a, a Peugeot, uh, be sure to- um, Peugeot. Peugeot. Give, uh, give Matt uh, an email. Okay. Yeah. And then- 
but those aren't the car of the week though. No, oh, they're not. No, no, that's not the car of the well, week. Well, those were just special shout outs. Those are special shout outs okay. because there was a seller's mission and then Matt yeah. had a uh, sort of a, Matt was a writer his, car. His own Correct. Car. Yes. Yeah. Car of the week though is the 1989 for me is 1989 Subaru XT6. Mm. I was bidding for about fifteen hundred dollars. It's this really cool looking uh, Subaru that was the predecessor to the 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 S uh, SVX, a yeah. Cyclone or whatever it's called. That Alcyon. Uh, Alcyon. I, yeah. I can't. I They're named after that. constellations. All the Subaru. I know this. The Subaru is Pleiades in yeah. Japanese. That's correct, and this is and <laughs> even the uh, it's one of the, the it's Sorry. one of the stars in the Pleiades uh, constellation. Okay. Anyway, uh. That's the car of the week, but that's not the car I'd buy. I'm going to buy the 1980 Porsche 924 Turbo for about $4,500 that I think uh, Sounds, Glenn wrote deal. up. Yeah. It was a good deal for a Porsche 924 Turbo. Yep. That was a nice shape. It made a, a little deal. bit less power than the naturally aspirated 944. Right? From a few years later, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Correct, from a yes. few years later. Yep. But you get a turbo. You get the sound right. and the NACA NACA the duct on the, and... in the hood. It was a cool yeah. car. You get the badge on the back that says yeah, turbo, turbo, and you're not lying turbo. about it. Yeah, they were rare. They were. I think they made more 944s yeah. than Porsche 944 it turbos. It, it's a good like conversation starter type car. I yeah. think. Yep. Thank you. So those are my cars. Uh, Chris, you got any car of the week? I do. Um, so I liked I like two of them, and I can't decide which one I would buy versus which one's the car of the week. So I'll just say them both. Well, the first one was a 1984 Oldsmobile. Which sounds Ooh. terrible, just when I say that 1984 <laughs> Oldsmobile, but it, <laughs> but it was a Cutlass Hurst Olds, the last of the yes. Hurst Olds with the twin stick shifter. I don't even know how that lightning works. Lightning rods. The lightning rods. There's videos yeah. on it. You can see how they work online. Yeah, I still don't understand oh. that. But it's a 307 V8 rear wheel drive coupe, right? And it's the same as like the Regal and, that was and the Cutlass. Still an old V8, right? Not some kind of Olds Chevy thing. Old 307. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool. Um, uh, just was a you know quirky special edition car that was still pretty cheap, um, and then the other one was a another Peugeot, a 1992 mm. 505 SW8 wagon. Yes. For fifteen hundred dollars, you could you it could be the ultimate excited, <laughs> you could be the <laughs> ultimate hipster and drive around in a car that no one. You, you, they don't even know it's not cool because they've never even seen it. That's how hipster <laughs> it is. They don't even know it exists. So how could it Vince, be cool? You're not allowed to have more cars. <laughs> <laughs> Julian found the uh, sound, sound bar. Of yeah. <laughs> well, because the joke is like, you know, the hipsters, they want the Volvo wagon because it's uncool and that right. makes it cool, right? Well, this thing, they don't even know what it is. Yeah, no. no. Y- you'd be like the meta hipster <laughs> <laughs> in this thing. Anyway. Yes. Those are my two. Good choices. Good Thanks. choices. I would agree with those as well. I'd drive either one of those and buy them in a heartbeat. But that's because I'm, I'm a weirdo. I was actually looking. You're not allowed to have <laughs> <laughs> That's the appropriate time for there that one. Go. That's Vince's wife, by the way, Doug. That's recorded. Recorded. Tell me I can't buy any more cars. Appropriate. <laughs> yes, there's maybe a problem there. Uh, maybe. What are we looking at here? We got another minute or two before our next scheduled break. Scheduled break. Yes. So, what do we have next? I am thinking we're gonna do just a quick one round. I should have never been born. Oh, lightning! Actually, round. I want to lightning rod let, round. Lightning <laughs> rod rounds. But I, first, I want to let people know the call, oh, the call lines call are open. Number. Yeah. Yeah. The number. The lines. The yeah. phones. Yeah. It's they're open. Two one three two nine one nine four one zero. You guys can call in any time. We'll put you on the air. Talk to Doug. You can ask us questions. Yell at us. Tell us we're wrong about Olsenbeels. Whatever you want. Yeah. And it's on on the website as well. On, on Talk Radio One, they have the the link or the, a, the phone that's number. That's the Talk Radio One switchboard. That's correct. And it's two one three two nine one nine four one zero. What was that number? 
That number again was 213-291-9410. All right. Okay. Okay, so before we take this break, should have never been born. So this is a game in which I'm going to give you guys, the, the three people in the studio with me. Dr. J, Doug, and myself. That's right, Chris. I'm going to give you three facts, four facts, and one of them is true and the rest are all made up. You have to tell me which of these facts is true. So, right. uh, round one, and we might only do one round. Uh, depends on, <laughs> Before depends we on all when we're going to do this thing here. Want to okay. shoot ourselves. The name dashboard comes from a piece of wood that was attached to the front of a horse-drawn wagon to prevent mud from hitting the drivers or riders. That's fact. That's fact number one. Okay. Fact number two is the name dashboard comes from its inventor, little-known coach builder Irving P. Dash. <laughs> fact number three: okay. the name dashboard comes. Because the first examples were made from a wood of an ash tree that had been dented with hammers, by hammers. <laughs> and f- fact four is the name dashboard comes because the first gauges put on a car was a flashing battery indicator known as a dasher. So those are your four it's different choices. Like a theme here. Yeah, so it's all about, it's all about a dashboard. So okay. it's either a piece of wood in, the, in a horse-drawn wagon, uh, Irving P. Dash, the wood of an ash tree, a dented ash tree, dented ash, dash, or... Oh, I see. Portmanteau. The dasher, being a flashing battery indicator, became a okay. dashboard. So, I'm going to start with Chris. Oh. We, we'll go Doug we'll last. Our... We'll give him the, we'll give him the, okay. the final uh... seat. Give, no, no, it gets you, you, that way you get to listen to what other people are suggesting. Can I vote none of the above? <laughs> well, it's got to be one, though, right? It's one of these is correct, and the rest are just totally made up. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. So, Chris, what do you think is the correct answer um, in this one? I have to go with the first one. <laughs> The horse drawn wagon. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Doctor J, what do you what do you what are you thinking? I, you know, I was gonna go with Chris's, but uh, since he took that one, then I'm gonna go with the uh, the hammers and the, uh, <laughs> the, the dented ash. ash. The dented ash. Okay. And and Doug, what do you what are you I thinking? I was gonna I was gonna pick one too because the only one that had anything practical. You, we can pick the same oh, one. Oh, we can't. Okay. Okay. I don't know yeah. the rules. Yeah. 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 There no, really no, no. aren't this any is, rules. Okay, is, yeah. answer. <laughs> the answer is, you guys are correct, the two of you. It is well, a piece of wood. Dr. J was, Yeah, Dr. Too. J was. I know. That's, yeah. just, that's okay. good that you guys all like uh, read through the other ridiculousness. Um, <laughs> we filtered <laughs> We filtered through BS. that total nonsense. <laughs> can I, you got a minute for a little? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Uh, I was in the Air Smithsonian space thing. They paid us to come interview a few. But that was one night in I don't know how many years they had the spirit of St. Louis mm-hmm. down on the ground. Mm. So guards around it, but our, oh, wow. the guy who ran the whole Smithsonian, he, we were with him. So he said, oh, you can go look at it. Don't, don't touch it. <laughs> His instruments were on a piece of plywood, mm-hmm. m- you know, just mounted there. I thought that was am- uh, uh, you know, amazing, just a hunk of plywood back in those days. And I touched it. <laughs> he did touch it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw me. I didn't get put in jail. <laughs> Yes, he's a not. He's not a St. Louis, and he was a San Diegan. That's right. That San plane was built him. in San Diego. Ryan, right. Yeah. Ryan Ryan Aeronautics. Yeah. St. Louis must have paid for that advertisement. Or I think something. they did. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a, a sponsored nonsense. sponsored name. 1927. Amazing technology. Look how far we've come. Yep. And he had a wooden yeah. dashboard. It is. <laughs> that was actually quite surprising. Yeah. 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 And he, he didn't have any front windows either. Periscope. Yeah, and he could stick his head out the side too. I think. Look down. I yeah, think, look down. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't have. He had a periscope to he see did, out. There were no windows in the yeah. front. 
or no, yeah, it's an instrument. You know, just follow the just, a, just looking yeah. at instruments. That's oh it. Yeah, <laughs> that never got past <laughs> FAA. Oh, no. yeah. thank yeah. heaven, no bureaucrats back then. Yeah, no. that's when you could do crazy stuff. All right, so we are going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to do Seaflow's news. Oh yes, All right. news. Okay, I'll take these. Out. I forgot what's here. to Daily Turismo Radio. Hey, DT listeners. This is a word for our sponsor, European Motorworks. They're here in Hawthorne, California. They specialize in Volkswagen Type 1 and Type 4 engines. European Motorworks is a full-service machine shop that smells of rich mahogany. They can perform all kinds of head work, porting, polishing, decking, CCing, valve jobs, line boring, crankshaft, grinding. They can even do inserts, pressing operations, connecting rod machining, and balancing. So if you feel a little out of balance, come down to European Motorworks and go see the owner, George Rodriguez. He'll make you a nice cup of cafe and uh, tell him DT Radio sent you for 15% off all your hard parts. Call 1-800-722-8678. Stay smooth. From the DT Studios on Talk Radio 1, this is Daily Turismo Radio. Powered by EuropeanMotorWorks.com. Here's your hosts, Editor-in-Chief of Daily Turismo, Vince Barbary, Chris Florin, and Ashley DeLuca. Hey guys, hey guys, we're still here, and we still got Doug Malwicki with us. We've been talking we do. about... Evil Knievel. We've been talking about nuclear war, which is, you know, one of my the favorite things that 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 Doug. Now you you brought us a copy of the game, the board game Nuclear War, which is great, or card game, I guess. Uh, but you also brought us some awesome bumper stickers that say yeah. things like "I love nuclear I war." Heart I heart nuclear, nuclear war. war. And I think that uh, I would absolutely, if I owned a Prius, I would go right on it, <laughs> right next to the coexist bumper sticker. I own a Prius. I do you have a? I, As I, does I love, my wife. Do you have I don't the have any bumper stickers? You don't? Okay, no. yeah. Who's I, the little green guy? That is Super Germ. Super Germ? Yes. Okay. If you get that top secret card, uh-huh. you lose $25 because of a failure in your germ warfare oh, experiment. Oh, so he's like biological warfare. Yeah, population, okay. again, is the money you know, of the game. Yeah. You, you would probably have a pretty good lawsuit against Mucinex for stealing your character because oh, they yeah, use a little, little like... Mucus guys. Oh, mucus guys. Yeah. Oh, just like him. I was working on Apollo. Do you know what that is? That shape. That's a cartoon That's of the, the command module. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, it did look like look a familiar. little... <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. That's good. All right. Uh, so you learn something new every day uh, and every minute around here. Yes. 50 years of super germs. 50 years of super germs. <laughs> All right. Speaking of super germs, we've got Seaflow's news coming up. That's here. me. <laughs> 
It's time for Seaflow's News. For Seaflow's News? Well, I mean, we're calling it news. Don't interrupt my news segment, man. Seaflow's News. Seaflow. 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 Seaflow's News, not Ben's News. Seaflow's News, not Ben's News. Don't interrupt my news segment, man. Seaflow's News, not Ben's News. Seaflow's News, not Ben's News. I just know it's his news. Really, he has news. It's got to be the greatest <laughs> intro in the history of internet radio. <laughs> There's a long previous episodes of the, of the Daily Tourism Radio Show explain why that that intro so long and so complicated. So yeah, I mean, they what? gave me this news segment. They said, "Here, Chris, you're going to own the news. This is your segment. You get to choose the stories. You get to write it. You get to to broadcast it." Okay, great. And then when I'm not here, Ben doesn't. He calls it his news. And no, no, he called it Seaflow's news, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah, it was even funnier because of that. What? But it wasn't. I mean, yeah, he was, was taking credit. Yeah, it was really funny. He put my name on his his news. I didn't. Uh, anyway, <laughs> here we go. So then, yeah, he spliced that in. Okay, first seg- first uh, point of order in the news is Audi today was in the news for releasing um, this uh, regenerative electric damper design. So this isn't in production yet. It's still in development. But basically, they're replacing the shock absorbers in a, in a car with a rotary electric alternator with a crank connected to the suspension. So as the car is moving and as the suspension cycling up and down, you're turning a alternator back and forth that is charging a small battery. And this is a 48-volt uh, system. And a lot of Audis and a lot of cars in general are going to move to 48 volts in the near future. Um, they say they can get between 100 to 150 kilowatts of power. Kilowatts. Kilowatts. Wow. On on an average uh, German road, and then over 600 kilowatts on a rough road in Detroit. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's like what that's ten. A- that's a lot. The that's car, a lot of power, that's yeah. That's more than the car is making. You can't do it. <laughs> it's no, probably it's watts. watts. Oh, yeah, you're right. Watts. Sorry. Watts. Okay. I made a mistake. Yes, 100 to 150 watts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. 600 watts. That's almost one horsepower. horsepower. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I made a typo. Okay. 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 We caught it because we're good engineers. I know. <laughs> that's right. I was, <laughs> I was thinking, wait, one kilowatt? No. <laughs> Well, I was imagining. I was imagining no. these these like Audi drivers. <laughs> Audi drivers already have a bad reputation. Yeah. But now they're gonna be speeding through residential areas and school zones with with yeah. speed bumps just to hit the speed bumps to gain <laughs> that extra boost of of energy and seven hundred horsepower. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. They'd have them in every uh, lowrider. Yeah, <laughs> they would. Um, but anyway, this is an interesting idea. It's an interesting yeah. technology that's gonna come around. Um, they claim a, a savings of. 0.7 liters of fuel per 100 kilometers. So when you do the math, that works out to like 6 or 8% fuel economy improvement, wow. which is worth doing, yeah. right? Especially as the cafe standards go higher and higher, the the government's mandate car makers to you know, like, keep increasing their fuel economy. Have a nice cafe. Yes. The, uh, does the key have to be turned on, or can this still be making electricity? Say it's parked yeah. on a cliff with the young couple, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go into that level of detail, oh. but I was thinking about that. Like, okay, the normal regenerative braking systems—that only is regenerating energy when you're slowing down or when you're coasting. Um, you know, it slows you down. But this is basically generating power whenever the it's going up and down. Whenever the car's going up and down, it doesn't even have to be moving. 
in an earthquake, uh-huh. you could generate power, right? Um, a new source of yeah, energy. You're, yeah, you're dissipating heat in a shock, right? So yeah, why waste? And it it, it has another advantage too, and it, it lets them tune the damping independently between bounce and rebound. So it's kind of like an active system. It's not it's not um, fully active because it's not moving. It's not forcing the suspension. It's still just a damper, so it's passive. But it's a controlled electronic damper. They can vary it, probably. Yeah, they oh, can yeah. vary it very quickly, so they can make it really soft over a bump, but then stiff and rebound, or vice versa. Um, pretty interesting, I thought. Worthy of the news. Um, and I think the OEMs are going to have to come up with more and more of this type of kind of esoteric technology just, just to meet those standards that keep increasing higher and higher for fuel economy. Uh, as long as we're talking, you know, standard o- internal combustion engines, this isn't going to happen on, uh, it would help on an electric car, but anyway, that's the first story. <laughs> the room went quiet. Uh, okay. This was a clap now. So the next story is from the world of three-wheeled auto cycles, Woo! which Doug knows something about. <laughs> Um, Elio Motors. Oh yeah, love it. Will now take your money, <laughs> if you would like to give them money, uh, seven thousand dollars to be exact. They will take a non-refundable payment, and it's not a deposit. That's the entire price of yeah. the car. Um, but it's not refundable, and they're not selling anything yet. Um, it's kind of you know it's very Tesla of them to uh, collect all this money and not have any product to to sell. Uh, but Basically, they are trying to raise money to build the thing, right? They don't have enough capital. So how do you do it? You get people to to pre-buy. To believe, yeah. Yeah, to believe in it. And a lot of our commenters on the website have kind of expressed uh, interest in the LEO. I think, I mean, I can't blame them really. It's it's a three-wheel vehicle. It gets, they claim, 84 miles per gallon using a 900cc three-cylinder gasoline engine, 55 horsepower. Um, and in a nice little bit of irony, they're building this super mileage car in the former home of the Hummer H3 in Shreveport, nice. Louisiana, former GM factory. He does so. have a lot of uh, top-level uh, business guys in yeah. the business. Yeah. He's recruited a lot of auto industry people and business people, and he's got... Maybe he can make it happen. Yeah, it seems like it's it's more likely than, than some of the other ones. There was that Aptera company oh, a few years back, and yeah. that, that thing looked nice, but that... Didn't ever go anywhere. The, well, the company failed. Coda failed a couple years ago. Coda was an electric car. Um, yeah. Anyway, Fisker's coming back. I don't know why these small, cheap, efficient cars don't don't ever really fully take off in the marketplace. Maybe they're not sexy enough or something. But we'll, well see if Elio can do it. Part of it is you know, how much money can Elio make in a single car sale? At $7, yeah. What's their profit margin? Yeah. At Seven thousand dollars next retail to price. Yeah. And so, you know, cars aren't like you're selling you know, paper plates, right? You know, it's a car. There's maintenance and there's a warranty and there's all these other things yeah, that go you into g- it. Yeah, you got to ask him what his business plan is and how many plans to sell to make right. a profit, right? Yeah. So it's um, anyway. Um, last eighty-four do miles you, per gallon in, would be wonderful. Yeah. In, ca- in California, do you have to wear a helmet while you're driving the Elio? No, I think they actually got some legislation passed that said that yeah. it's it's an auto cycle, meaning it's not a car, Ooh. but it's not a motorcycle. It's somewhere in between. You don't have to have a motorcycle license, but it's not a car in it's terms of... It's got a of, steering wheel instead of like a handlebar. Yeah, and it's a three-wheeler with two in the front and one in the rear, but it, it you know, you control it like a normal car, and you're enclosed, 
but it's not a car for um, tax purposes and registration. Well, probably purposes. emissions and, and crash as well. Yeah, exactly. Crash so they kind of found okay. the best of both worlds in, in the Good. legislation Good somehow. Good for them. Yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for them. Yeah. Um, last piece of news is this year at the Rolex Monterey Motorsport Reunion, otherwise known as the historic Monterey Historics, uh, BMW is going to be the featured mark. And that's next weekend, August 18th through 21st. And it's the cul- culmination of the annual money fest known as the Monterey Car Week that oh. started uh, today, I think, actually. Um, and so BMW is celebrating their 100th anniversary, and they'll have some awesome cars there, like a 70, 1975 BMW 3.0 CSL, the Batmobile that won the 12 Hours of Sebring, uh, 1938 Millimilia winning BMW 328, the uh, Le Mans V12 LMR prototype, um, and you can see all these cars driving on the track, not just sitting in a car show, but actually being driven in anger. Um, hear them, smell them, all that good stuff. And if, so if you've never been to Monterey Historics, highly recommend checking it out. I'm going to be there. I'm going to drive my M5. I'll wear a Daily Turismo t-shirt for as long <laughs> as I can. So if anybody sees me walking around Daily Turismo t-shirt, say hi. Uh, if it's on the third day, he, he might stink a little bit. <laughs> it's going to be the same shirt the whole time. I only now, have one of them. Now with BMW no. running it, are they going to have like a massive... <laughs> blinker bulb like donation campaign where you can donate yeah. your unused blinker bulbs right because nobody uses those right yeah just uh, <laughs> they can just uh bazinga um and uh, that's it for sleep flows news all right okay all right. now we're talking all right so uh on that note unless you guys want to do one more should have never been born i got more of these things prepped <laughs> All right, all right. Maybe. This is a good one. Okay, know. all right. This is we're gonna do one. We're gonna do another one should, should okay, never let's, been born let's because I've yeah. I prepped these things. You know, it takes a lot of time to. We don't want to just waste. Your make time. up ridiculous facts. So the pain. The pain. All right. So for this next round of should have never been born, I'm gonna tell you a fact and four facts, and four one facts. of them is true, and the rest are crap. The car that was driven by a single owner for the longest period of time. This is a category. So. Selection number one is Doug Malowicki's Porsche 914 at 41 years. Helen Simmons, who drove a 1950 Dodge for 60 years. Frederick Dubois drove a 1934 Citroën Traction Avant for 80 years. Or Alan Swift drove a 1928 Rolls-Royce Roadster for 82 years. Wow. Now, Doug, I'm going to make you go first this time, <laughs> just because last time you went last, I figured it's all fair just to, you know, get you in the hot seat. So you got uh, Doug Malawicki at 41 years in a Porsche 914. You Ooh. got Helen <laughs> for a 1950 Dodge for 60 years. Frederick, Frederick, Frederick. Uh, who drove a Citroen Traction Avant for 80 years, or Alan with his 28 Rolls, Ro- Rolls Royce Roadster for 82 years. I think this is the first time where we've had a contestant oh, wow. on the game also as a clue in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I know right. number one is wrong. Because <laughs> no, I've heard million miles and stuff like that. Well, but we're anyway, not talking miles. We're just years. talking yeah, years. Just years. We're talking Time. years. Yeah. Oh, number three. What number three, it's the Frederick years. The with Frenchman. 80 years. Okay. Dr. J. Ah, you stole mine, but um, I wanted that That's one fine. just so I could Did say Citroën. Citroën. <laughs> Traction Avant. Okay. On the Traction radio. Forward, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, cho- I'll choose the Rolls-Royce guy, Rolls 82 Royce. years. The answer is. The answer is Rolls-Royce. Oh. 82 years. 1928 Rolls-Royce. I drove it wow. for 82 years. It's a long time to you drive. You bought it new. Bought it new and just, just kept driving around. Yeah, according just to the internet. 
How long did this guy live? Uh, something more than 82 years. I'd say. <laughs> well, he didn't uh, start driving How old he was, was zero, he when he got his license? <laughs> I didn't actually look up that. He, he was probably That's a good question. He was pushing 100. 100. Yeah, yeah, pushing 100 at the very end. You'd have to guess. Wow. So okay. it's, uh, it's one of those things. All right. So the last one. Uh, Should have never been born. We're gonna do one more because okay. you know it's a good it's a good show. I guess so. Okay. All right. So you can be fined for this is a category. These are things you can be fined for. So number one is driving with roadkill on your bumper in Australia. Number two is using a car horn while stationary in the United Kingdom. Number three is eating food while dri- while driving on an icy road in Finland. <laughs> and number four is listening to talk radio while driving in the capital city. Of Quinto in Ecuador. Quito. Quito? Yeah. Sorry, there's no end. Sorry, Quito. I can't read. It's getting dark in here. <laughs> so those are your four options are driving with roadkill in the bumper in Australia, using a car horn in the UK, eating food on an icy road in Finland, and listening to talk radio while driving in the capital of Ecuador. Chris, what are you thinking? Hmm. Should have never been born. <laughs> You're two for two tonight. So I maybe should three, have you're going up. Maybe I should have been born. You after been all, born. Uh, <laughs> I don't think the Australia one's right because who? Why would they care if you had roadkill on your bumper? Um, <laughs> yeah, they're Australian. <laughs> they they right. run over kangaroos all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's dinner. <laughs> car horn while stationary. That sounds like a weird rule they might have in the UK. Um, yeah, let's go with that one. Car horn was stationary. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dr. J, what do you got? Well, I've never been to Finland. I've heard. Eating food on an icy road in Finland is hazardous to your health. And I'm going to go Finland. with that one. Finland. All okay. right. Doug, what do you got for us? And the fourth one? Listening to talk radio. Oh, they wouldn't even know. That's what Ecuador. I was thinking. Yeah. So that leaves two and three. I kind of like the UK one. That, that sounds Car horn stationary. Some crazy Brits might like That's that. That's good. And uh, Chris is, is three for three tonight. He's <laughs> using a car horn while stationed in UK. And Doug, Doug got that. Doug, right. is, Doug was two for three, Yeah, which is good. You guys did good. This was... <laughs> that's, that's not the sound <laughs> of the You should have never been born. <laughs> yeah. well, you guys did good tonight. This is, um, uh, I, I, maybe I should have made them harder. I don't know. More obscure. Or oh, less obscure. pretty obscure. It's pretty Those obscure. Very obscure. obscure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll remember so, that next time I'm in the UK. Yeah, yeah don't, eat, don't honk don't your horn while think stationary. think about honking. I guess if it's you're sitting and you're gonna honk like for your you know your your, your girl to come run come running yeah, out of the house yeah, or whatever you yeah. can't do that they, they give you a fine you can apparently listen to talk radio in Ecuador what do you know <laughs> <laughs> or you can do any of these things in any of these countries this is probably true <laughs> or maybe not yeah don't li- don't listen to us though don't don't sue we're us not, if you get yeah, arrested for having a dead kangaroo in your bumper in Australia we're having uh, so much fun you got five more. No, you know what? That's it. That's oh, all I have. Oh. That's all I have for um, the show tonight. Uh, however, we are going to have some upcoming guests next week. Is I wrote it down. There, <laughs> there's next week is GTP Johnny from the Blown Pistons podcast is going to be calling into our show and talking to us about blowing pistons. And we are still going to have an upcoming remote show. We're going to be live at the Absolution Brewery in Torrance for a show on the site. We're going to be drinking beer and hanging out with people. Do we have a date for that yet? We do not have a confirmed date for that yet. How come you didn't invite me for that one? We, we don't have a date yet. The minute we have a date, people are invited. Anybody can come. We're going to invite all we're our gonna, former guests. We're yeah. going to close down the restaurant and have a good time and have a, have a radio show. Uh, but that's 
that's it. Is that it for tonight? That's it for tonight. Um, hurrah. Hurrah, hurrah. <laughs> Big thanks the to- The people are breathing a sigh of relief. Now. <laughs> yeah, they they don't have to listen, listen to there. us anymore. <laughs> they turned it off hours ago. Oh, you're right. Uh, okay. Big thanks <laughs> well, at to- least an hour. <laughs> Big thanks to Doug Malawicki. Um, Doug, do you have any? Um, you don't. I don't think you have Instagram or Twitter. You want to publish? You want? You want to publish? You want to uh, promote, promote any websites no, or anything? Go look at uh, www.skytran.us. Viva la Skytran revolution! <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay excellent. Right. Skytran.us. And your personal website was oh, canosaurus.com. US.com. What's the story on that name? Oh, that was an invention. I need to, d- to change that. The flying can cooler flies much better than a Frisbee. A patented flying invention. Flying can cooler. Yeah. Oh. I, I should have brought a couple. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you can throw them a football field easy. Huh. And it's also a can cooler. Okay. But we, you know, you we're not marketers. With the, with the can in there? Is the can Only in there when you throw it? Only if you want to kill somebody. Okay. Yeah, oh, All right. <laughs> so it's a weapon. <laughs> this is what happens when you spend too much time, like, designing Apollo moon landing things and, and all kinds of stuff. It's used. Yes. Uh, so, Doug, thanks so much for joining us and, and talking to us fun. on the air. Thank and, you. And it's, it's been fun. And um, also, big thanks to Chris, my, my co-host, for hanging out here. Um, thanks yeah. to You got it. John Varker for doing our voiceovers. George Rodriguez from European Motorworks. And cue the music there. Producer Dr. J. Dr. J. Big thanks to Dr. J. Uh, You can start the... I'm going to thank producer Ben for letting Dr. J do the uh, the producing tonight. You can say your your line now. And What are you going to say? I'm going to say keep on wrenching. been listening to daily turismo radio you can follow the show on facebook at facebook forward slash daily turismo and on twitter at daily turismo use the hashtag dt radio Daily Turismo Radio, you're on the air. Producer Ben calling us up. We broke into the 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 music. We broke. We stopped the the music for a minute to get you on the air. Oh, nice. Level, level up. Hey, hey, man, we can barely hear you. It was the level. There we go. Level's better now. What, What did you say again? Hit us. I said, "Don't wreck my radio show." Don't break them hey, you, wait, wait, whose radio way, show way is it? That's <laughs> <laughs> the producer. Is this the producer Ben radio show again? Okay, all right. Ten four, Ben. We'll do. <laughs> all right. Have a good show, guys. I'll talk to you later. Later, Ben. Keep on renting. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was producer Ben. You get the music back on for us there, Doctor J. Oh, we start from the beginning. That's good enough. Thanks for listening, guys. been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. 
You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo and on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio. 